Hi, everyone. Welcome to Kickoff Labs on Growth. Our goal is to help you grow more sustainable businesses by sharing stories from our customers and our team. I'm Josh Ledgard, and today's episode is going to focus on one of the most common questions we get asked at Kickoff Labs. And I'll paraphrase, how can I improve my conversion rate and get more people sharing my campaign? Um, as a reminder, uh, Kickoff Labs is a tool that helps people build out uh, campaigns with landing pages where people come in and they convert on a landing page, but then going beyond traditional landing pages, we also allow people to share that campaign and offer rewards for people that are successful at sharing that campaign. And so that's why there's two halves to this question, not just how do I improve my conversion rate, but how do I improve the conversion rate and get more people sharing the campaign? With me today is our designer Kickoff Labs, Laura Lee Flores. She's helped hundreds of our customers improve the design and copy of their landing pages. Uh, and I hear you were uh, just now doing a design review for a customer. Uh, how did that go? Yeah, it went well. I do one most days. Um, so any many of our customers will create a campaign and, and either start it and not get the you know, the, the numbers that they're looking for, or they, they're not quite sure if like, maybe they haven't launched their campaign yet, but they're not quite sure if they've got it all set up correctly, or if there's anything they should change. So I'll look through their campaign, look at their landing page, look at the way that they have set up um, any rewards for people who share and see if there's anything that I recognize that they can change. And the customer today had a really, um, really good campaign. They had a 30% conversion rate on their their landing page. I think it was like maybe 31 or 32%. And then their viral boost, which is how many people when they sign up, how, how many people are coming, are sharing, um, are coming because of, of, of someone who shared it with them. So they've got, they had like 70, I think it was like 72% viral boost. So they're getting a, a lot of people who sign up, who share the campaign with their friends who, who are then signing up. So um, they had a really good campaign and um, there was a couple things that I'll mention today that I hadn't thought about that I told them, you know, that could improve their conversion rates even more and, and their viral boost as well. So I'll, I'll include that today in, in our discussion. So, but the, it was a really good campaign. Yeah, that's good. And those numbers, when I see a campaign like that too, they do often go hand in hand because you are more likely to sign up for something in general online if you've had a friend recommend it. And so that's where when you see these campaigns where they've got above, a 50% viral boost, you also tend to see a higher conversion rate because a lot of their traffic is coming from friends telling other friends to sign up. And then those people are just much more likely to sign up, which is one of the basic premises behind Kickoff Labs yep. in general. But it's always cool to uh, when we see that working uh, for customers. Um, I think that covers, uh, we're going to talk about baselines and definitions. I think that kind of covers like a baseline definition for conversion rate uh, and viral boost. So people should have an understanding of what that means. And so um, we're going to go through now the things that we look at uh, when people uh, when people ask us to review their campaign about how they're doing and how can they improve uh, these two numbers. The first thing that I do uh, is uh, starting at the top, thinking about the conversion rate side, because uh, if you can't get people to convert, you're going to have a really hard time convincing them to share. So I look at the conversion rate first. And the first thing I look at, if they already have a conversion rate, I mean, sometimes people ask us our advice uh, before they've got the campaign out there. And that's where we can only really just give like generalized best practices. But if they've got 
some traffic out there, um, it becomes a lot more useful because we can see, we can customize the advice for people that have traffic. So the first thing I look at is, do people have traffic at all yet? Um, because if they've gotten, if they've got a decent approach to a landing page and a, and a thank you page, I often kind of want them to get some traffic. I mean, I'll still give them advice, but um, it's hard to really give advice without knowing, well, hey, what you have is working and why would you change it? Um, <laughs> or, well, what you have really isn't working um, and, uh, and, and you should make these, these changes to follow some of the best practices we've seen. So first thing I look at is do they have enough traffic for the numbers to tell us anything? Because if they don't have much traffic and they say, well, my conversion rate is really low or really high, it doesn't really mean much because it's not statistically significant. Um, the next thing I look at is what are the sources of traffic to their campaign? And so I'll ask them how they're driving traffic to the campaign and then look at the, the details of the analytics within Kickoff Labs to say, you know, are, is all of this traffic coming from, uh, from an ad campaign? Is it coming from contest sites? Is it coming from bloggers? Is it coming from Instagram? Where is the traffic coming from? And the important part of that is, does that make sense for their campaign? Because if the campaign is maybe um, you know, an accessory for an iPhone or a camera lens or something, but all of their traffic is, you know, coming from, uh, is coming from LinkedIn. Um, I might say, well, it looks like you're telling a lot of people on LinkedIn and they're coming to the page, but they're not really people interested, consumers interested in buying this product. Um, or vice versa, if it was a business focused product and all of your traffic was coming from Instagram, I might have some questions about, is this the right set of traffic to be sending to the campaign? And that's even before they get to the landing page um, at all. Then taking a deeper dive, I'll look at the advertisement. So um, it's pretty common for people to run ads to drive traffic to a campaign. Um, and you know, do the ads match the copy, tone, and feel of the landing page? Because ads, even if you have a good click-through rate on the ads, tend to convert better if the campaign matches what the ad says. Because as a as a consumer, you don't want to click on an ad and then say, well, where's the thing I clicked on? You want to get to the thing that you clicked on and you want it to match the look, the feel, the messaging, especially of the ads. And I'll often find that people are going crazy with experimenting with ads and ad copy and different branding and images in the ads that, that after a week or so of doing that, where people end up on the landing page, they're not building the landing page out to match um, what's happening on the ads. And then the, uh, the other question I'll ask is, you know, besides ads, what are they doing to send, uh, to send traffic to the landing page? Are they building relationships with influencers? Are they just telling friends and family who may not be the best customers? Are they going out to related communities um, for uh, the product that might be you know, communities of interest? Like if you were building uh, an accessory for cars and you were going out to these different car enthusiast websites and promoting it um, and building relationships there, that would be a great source of traffic. And so are people sending um, the right traffic to the campaign. And so that's really the first step is just evaluating before people even get to the campaign, how are you sending them there? And does it feel like the context matches the goals of your campaign? We had a customer who reached out to us um, a little bit ago asking you know, their campaign wasn't performing as well as they wanted. And they um, and when I jumped in to like look at their campaign, one of the things I noticed was that they 
they didn't have any traffic. They had like a boost on their first day and then there was like really no traffic after that. Um, and I think that, you know, this, this topic of like, not only like the, the traffic, but like, I think it's important for people to, to plan in advance. How are you going to bring traffic to your landing page? How are you going to pull people in? Um, I love all the things you said. I think those are all really, really great. When, cause when people get to that page, if you get the right people in, um, your job's going to be a lot easier. Like when you think about like at the the landing page itself, um, jumping onto the next point, um, you, you, when you think about, okay, when, when, how do I approach my landing page, um, to, to be able to get people to convert the landing page really only needs to do two things. It like really just has two jobs. Like the one is you just need to be really clear about what it is you're offering. And I think that sometimes customers, don't really realize um, that they're not clear. You're so close to your product. And so it's good. It's helpful to have other people look at your page too, to say, you know, to make sure it's clear what it is you're offering and keep it really simple. And, and I know sometimes we don't see this as much anymore, but we still, I still see it occasionally where they try to be really vague, you know, and mysterious about what it is you're offering. Just be really, really clear. Um, that's like the number one thing you want to be on your page is just really clear about what it is you're offering. And then, and then the second thing you want to just make sure that it's really clear about why they should sign up right now. Uh, oftentimes customers might be doing a pre-launch campaign, so they haven't even launched their product yet. And you just want to be really clear about why they should sign up right now before you have a product, like what, what kind of bonuses they're going to get by signing up now versus just waiting till you have a product. And that's the other thing you need to make really clear on your landing page. Um, so when we look at, like, when I look at landing pages, there's a couple different things that, that I look for. And, you know, from, from, as a web designer, um, lots of people might think that I will look at like the actual design, but what I'm finding more and more is the design doesn't have that, that much of an impact. Um, as long as you just start and have a decently good looking page, what's more like the most important things is just being really clear with your copy, being really clear about what it is you're offering, making sure that that headline really states what it is you're offering. Don't, don't try to be tricky with it. Just be really, really clear. And, um, and then also just also pull in what you like, why they should sign up and you can use, um, you can use your subtitle for that. Sometimes people, you know, if your product's really, really easy to understand what it is, you can use your subtitle to say why they should sign up right now. If your product or, you know, or service is something that's a little more, more complex, use your subtitle to explain a little in a little bit more detail, what it is that you're offering, and then use a little text right next to, to the sign up box. Um, about why they should sign up and then reiterate it with the button. On the button, say something like um, get pre-launch discounts, you know, something like that so that when they, they, they put in their email address and they click on the button, it's like, oh, I'm gonna get pre-launch discounts just by signing up. And so that's kind of the incentive. So you wanna make it really clear um, what it is that, that, what, that you're offering again and then why they should sign up. And if you can do those two things, what I found um, is you've got just off out of out the gates there's a really good page overall you want to there's a couple other things that I notice kind of consistently um, the other thing is that you want to make sure that your sign up box is right up like the place where they can sign up is right at, up at the top of the page where it is you're explaining what you're offering and um, I know it sounds really simple but I still see a lot of people making that mistake of like 
adding a lot of copy, a lot of content onto the page and pushing that sign up box down below. Just put it up right up front. Just make it really clear what it is you're offering, why they should sign up and, and offer the option to sign up right there at the top. Um, the other thing that the thing that I ran into today on that page, that that campaign that was performing really, really well is they had um, very large images uh, on the page. And so the load time on the page um, was was fairly large. And um, and so just take, keep a keep a close eye on your your image sizes. You want the load time on your page to be be quick. And what we're finding is like if it takes a long time for a page to load, like if you're on mobile and the and the the page is taking forever to load, people are going to leave immediately. And so just whatever you can do, whether that is to um, you don't want pixel images of course but there's um there's a good size that you can do making it about you know maybe less just slightly under 2000 pixels wide you just want it you don't want it too big and then you can just keep that with that i think this one today was um over 5000 pixels wide so you just want to keep it keep it fairly small um, but still wide enough for any page. And then you also don't want to have too many fonts. We're not seeing that as much anymore, but you also want to keep an eye on like too many, too many resources on the page, too many images, too many fonts. Um, really the landing page, unless you really need to explain something, doesn't have to be too long. Um, there's no harm in making it longer uh, if you're, unless you're adding, you know, things that make the load time really, really long. But those are a couple things that you can do when you think about like the design of your page, what you can do to increase the, the conversion rate and get people to sign up. So I heard you say a couple things. One, I heard you say design isn't important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> coming from a designer. It's yeah, coming not from a designer, which I, which I thought was uh, humorous. I just didn't want to interject just then. Um, and <laughs> Uh, I'll paraphrase that. I think I think the design needs to get good design gets out of the way of good copy and uh, and and an incentive that you know the the design backs those things up. It's not primary, yeah. uh, and those things become primary. And we see I see it all the time. I mean, I'm always surprised. Sometimes I'll look at a page and say, oh, like my first my eyes are like like oh, it's not a great design. And then I look at their numbers. I'm like. Oh, they're actually converting, and then you wonder why they're converting. It's exactly what you said. They they nailed like a what they're doing and why you should sign up piece of copy. So if you can do that and then make the design great, I think that's a that's a huge bonus. Um, and I'll second what you said about the the load times too. I had a customer a few weeks ago that uh, was asking about the conversion rate on his page, and he had 30 YouTube videos uh, embedded on the page, um, and that takes a long time to load, even on a desktop. <laughs> 30 YouTube videos. And I said, well, do you really need 30 or could you just pick one um, and then link to your YouTube channel and say, for more videos, <laughs> click here. He's yes. like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. It's a great idea. I'm like, yeah, let's just focus on one that's like a great video that helps sell your product and then and then link to your YouTube channel. Because he was proud of all these videos and the content they'd been creating. And it was interesting content and, and good stuff, just showcasing the product in different ways. But like it was just too much to put all of those videos on a page and nobody was ever going to sit through and watch the 30 videos. But if they just linked off to it and say, hey, for people who really want more information, they can click here and watch all the videos. Um, so don't think you have to take all the information about your product and then dump it onto, <laughs> onto this one landing page. You can have multiple destinations for people to sign up, multiple pages that talk about different parts of the product and just split up, that helps split up the audience too. Um, the next thing, uh, and this might be a good case uh, for people like this, the, the company you just talked to that had a good conversion rate and a good uh, and a good viral boost to begin with, was 
talking to people that have signed up, whether you've got a good conversion rate or, 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 or a low one, and just reach out to them one on one, just sending them an email or you know calling them if they left a phone number and just reaching out and saying, hey, you know, why did you sign up for this? Like, I know, like, I think my product is amazing, but but why do you think it's amazing? Um, and and what what did it for you to what did it for them to get them to sign up? Um, and you'll start learning. Uh, you'll start learning. You know the the benefits and. Um, one of the podcasts, the earlier episodes we did, we talked to the people uh, making Last Swab, and they did this uh, technique as as they were doing testing early landing pages. Um, they the, to A/B test. They had a bunch of messages on the first version of their product, um, and when they started asking people why they were signing up, a lot of it was uh, because of the environmental uh, reasons that it was a reusable cotton swab for like cleaning different things. Um, and that wasn't the main message on their first landing pages. So they started a running, then running A/B tests um, about uh, about that that message, and realized that they just needed to lean all in. That like their early adopters were all about the environmental aspects to the point where I think the final version of their page was just a an image of like a fish choking on a cotton swab. <laughs> um, <laughs> really, just they they went all in, but it worked. I mean, they they convinced people to to sign up on that. Um, so. I assume like you, you do encourage people to, to test changes. Like what are the things that you would encourage people when they're running A-B tests on their campaign to, to, to change and test? I would test. I would go back to those basic two things that your page has to do. It has to make really clear about what it is you're offering. And so that would be the number one thing is, is are you clear? And so maybe you're not quite sure. Maybe you're not, you know, you have two ideas that, that might be interesting to people or you're not sure which one is more clear. So maybe test them that, that main headline on your page and, and possibly the subtitle, just test different ways of getting your message across. Um, and when you're test, when you run an AB a- test, you only really want to run one if you plan to have enough traffic to be able to, um, to be able to get the data necessary to say whether one is performing better than another. Um, and that goes back to our earlier point of getting traffic, but uh, you know, AB test requires some traffic to be able to do this. So that would, that would be the first thing I would test would be the headline. The other thing is maybe you have, um, a number of different incentives or different ways that you want to talk about your incentives that you're offering. Um, and you can test those. Like you could test, have one being, um, more vague of saying like these early births, um, you know, discounts, or you could say, get, get up to 50% off, you know? So like you might be more specific in the other one. So you might want to test or, or, you know, run different AB tests on the incentives that you're running and see which one performs better. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't necessarily do both at the same time. You could, if you're under a short timeline, um, but you'll you'll know um, if you just run an A/B test on the headlines first, you're going to know which one's going to perform better. You'll be able to single out that one thing. Um, if you're under a short t- timeline, then I would say just do you know one, test them both, and just go with the one that performs better. You know, regardless, at least you've just made one perform better. You know, so you'll get you'll get more conversions with running with the one that then performs better, even if you're not sure if it was the headline or the incentive that caused it. But that would be th- those are a few ideas around A-B testing. Is there anything else you would add or that you maybe would test, Josh? Um, I think I think, I think you covered, I mean, uh, the common question I get about A-B testing is people that ask short form, form versus long form. And with that, I just, it, it really is different for the product or for the, for the industry. In, in general, I tend to prefer like 
shorter pages um, because I think for uh, for you as the person managing the landing page, uh, the landing page and the copy going forward on your future marketing sites, the the less copy you carry forward that you be that you deem necessary, the better because it's just less to maintain, less to have to upkeep. Um, and so, you know, I would absolutely tell people to test, you know, have a shorter version of your page, even if it's already short, could you cut a whole section on the page and then it would still convert just as well? Um, and if so, you might consider just just doing that. It's a really simple test because you just open up, copy your landing page and just say, could I take this section off and test it with, uh, without that whole section on a page? I like that. I like that a lot. All right, let's change gears and talk about the second half of this, which is improving the viral boost. And so uh, as a reminder, this is what makes uh, one of the things that makes Kickoff Labs unique compared to other pure landing page solutions is that we have the ability to generate a unique link for everyone that signs up in your campaign and ask them to share the campaign and enable you to reward people that share the campaign. So if you are doing an upcoming book launch as an author and you ask me to share it, you might encourage me to share it by giving me a free digital copy of the book if I get three of my friends to sign up for your book launch list. Um, this success, and so we report on this in the Kickoff Labs dashboard a couple ways. One is the viral boost, which is just the percentage of customers coming from uh, other customers. The next uh, thing we report on is the percentage of people sharing um, a campaign. And um, I focus mostly on the viral boost and that because that's telling you is the sharing ultimately successful um, and that number should be closer to, I mean, it should be at least 35% on a Kickoff Labs campaign. And then, um, you know, good campaigns, like you said, earlier are going to have closer to 60 or 70% of the leads coming from, uh, coming from the sharing. One thing not to get too carried away with is that we do show a number that says the percentage of people sharing and people will often say, well, I want to get improve that. And, and you do, but keep in mind that most people are not content creators online even today. Most people are still um, content consumers, and so that number being around um, you know three under ten percent, you know three to eight percent, somewhere in there is still a can be a good number as long as those people are driving signups because that means you've got some people who are influential um, compared to other people in the campaign. And I think to. Th to improve that viral boost um, depends on a few things, which really mirror what you said above about um, about the initial conversion rate. We were talking about the what and the why, and it's on this thank you page where you're asking people to share. Um, you really have to explain, um, you know, what it is that somebody gets for sharing, <laughs> uh, and and that's that explains why it's important. And then just kind of reminding them, you know, a few key things about the brand. Like this is what the product is. Don't you think you want to share it with your friends? And uh, and what's in it for you for sharing? So it's uh, and I forgot to add the important one of how you share. So you know, are you making it easy? Um, and so you're thinking about are you making it easy to share? how do you want people to share on what social networks do you want people to share why they should share um, in terms of in terms of what's what's in it for them and i think the common what are the common mistakes that you see people making uh with these questions Lorley? i think that you know i think it is kind of higher level i think that some people when they start a campaign they 
they they don't realize like the whole like what we talked about if we can if you get someone to sign up on your page and they get to your thank you page and they are incentivized to share and they're excited to share and they go share it with their friends those friends who like let's say they post something on Facebook like to talk and they're like oh check this out and one of their friends see it and they're like, oh, my friend talked about that. They go to that page. They're much, they're much, much more likely to sign up for that. They're, mm-hmm. they're already inclined to sign up for that. So versus someone who gets to your page some other way, maybe via an ad, they're going to be more like, I don't know about this thing, you know, and more, they're not going to be as like as qualified of a lead. Um, and so I think that the, going back to like what to do on your, on your thank you page is you really want to um, view this as, as, a crucial part of what makes your campaign successful. And, um, and the best campaigns that I see are those who really focus on this part of their campaign. Um, you know, once you get your, the landing page to a good conversion rate, if you can, if you can just nail this part of it, um, you're going to increase your conversion rate even higher because of, you know, the qualified leads that they're going to bring in for you. And, and you think about it in, in the sense that these people who sign up, um, they're going to be, your marketers they're going to be your advertisers um and so you want to make it i I think that um you know one of the mistakes people make is that they just don't they don't invest in this part enough so meaning that they don't create or think about what's going to be most valuable um and creating great incentives valuable things to the customers like what is it that they want um and and often you know and as closely related to your product the better for instance percentages off discounts um parts of your your product or something so like just getting really creative about it um you know and maybe if it's if it's a general topic educating them on stuff like offering ebooks or, or, or video courses, like teaching them about stuff could work too. It depends on the product, but just getting creative and thinking about what is most valuable to people and, and really investing in that. So, so one, making those incentives actually worth it. Yeah, when, I'll, I'll, I'll add to that. I think making it actually worth it requires you to think about, re- requires you to really think about and make a hard choice of you are going to have for good campaigns spend money on acquiring traffic and if you are going to set a budget for acquiring traffic think about two parts of this budget one is the budget that you're going to give to google or facebook or you know wherever you're running wherever you're running your ads as, as like an ad budget but then the other part of your budget actually this sh- and this should feel good uh for you is what is your budget for your customers to become promoters of your product? And so setting aside a sizable chunk of your marketing budget to say, you know, we're going to give away a bunch of our product or a bunch of discounts because it's worth it having customers engage other potential customers in the conversation. And so think about, you know, setting aside a sizable chunk of your budget, um, not just for traffic generation and ads, but for rewarding customers um, who are influential and who do become influential influential with these sharing techniques. Yeah, because when people, when like, when a customer signs up on your landing page, they might still be kind of neutral, you know, in terms of like feelings towards your brand, but when you're offering great things for them, they and they work hard to share with their friends and get people to sign up. They become really invested in you and your brand and your company succeeding. They they become kind of a you know a part of your your company in a sense, and they want to see you succeed. And so it's kind of creating that kind of relationship with people requires some thought and requires some investment in them as well. And that's what the what this thank you page 
you know, allows you to do when you do it right. And I think that the best campaigns that I see are those that have thought through that and, and are investing in their customers in that way. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, and so we talked about making it easy to share. We talked about having a good incentive. Um, to get really specific, a couple things that I look for on people's campaigns. Um, do they have something that feels achievable at the low end? Um, and yes. at the low end, I mean, um, you know, you some people make the mistake of they set this campaign up and they say, well, once you get 25 other people to sign up, then we're going to give you a 10% discount. And um, if you put that in context, a lot of places will give you a 10% discount online just for entering your email address. Yes. Um, and so the thought of working my friend network to get 25 people to sign up for 10% off of a $50 product uh, in the end is not very motivating. Uh, where is it if you said, hey, you know, if you get three people to sign up, we're going to give you we're going to give you an additional, you know, 25 percent off. Or if you get, um, you know, five people to sign up, we're going to give you the product for free. And, you know, maybe you can choose to limit it. So something that people worry about all the time is that well, what if I end up having to get away too many things of the free product? Well, I mean, start with a limit. You can say we're only going to do this for the first 100 people that achieve it. Um, and if those hundred people achieve it and you pr- are able to prove that, um, you're getting good leads as a result of it, then it might be worth increasing that to 200. Nobody's going to complain because you increased the amount of things you're giving away. Uh, the only complaint, if you say, well, we're not able to fulfill uh, the orders, um, of these things. Um, and so set yourself a limit, but think about, you know, can you make something feel really achievable at the low end? And then the other thing that I think the best campaigns do is motivating the high-end influencers. And I mean this in two ways. So there are going to be a percentage of people who just you haven't met yet in your industry who are able to do a a post on Instagram or a popular blog that gets you 25 additional email addresses. Do you have something that's motivating for them? And how are you also reaching out to them? So the really successful campaigns always tell us, you know, I met these people that I had no idea existed in our industry uh, because I saw that they'd gotten 10 of their friends, 20 of their friends, 30 of their friends, you know, 30 quote unquote friends um, to, to sign up in the, in the campaign. And, you know, they reached out personally and said, Hey, you know, can we form an even stronger relationship and realize that in some cases like, Oh yeah, this person runs an entire blog dedicated to the type of product I'm selling. Maybe we should have a closer, you know, more recognized affiliate relationship or a closer, more recognized, you know, um, partner or content creation relationship, um, in that sense. And so can you reach out and just really, you know, keep those people going even stronger? Yeah, I love that. Like thinking about not because there's going to be the average person who signs up who doesn't have a large, you know, a large social network, um, but they do have, you know, they can post it on Facebook and they can email a a few, you know, friends or family that they think would be interested. And can you offer things like that, like Josh said, that are achievable at that low end that are like between, you know, depending on how you decide to, to reward people, but like, you know, something that's really, really easy for them to achieve. You want, um, but still, you know, gets other customers in and it gets them spreading the word. Um, and because sometimes what we find is they might share your your product with people. And even if it doesn't drive traffic, they're, they're still like marketing and advertising for you. Um, and so getting something that's achievable that they feel like they could earn and achieve and, and you know, and receive um, for those people is, I think, crucial because there's going to be a lot more of those also in addition to those high-end influencers that um, that you also want to think about. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are some other things when you're looking at somebody's campaign inside of Kickoff Labs um, that you check for to see, you know, are there are there missed opportunities or, or are they taking advantage of all the opportunities of using a product uh, like Kickoff Labs? Yeah, um, one of the things that that I notice is um, one of the common ways that people on thank you pages are using that are using Kickoff Labs, what they like to do is something called a reward level where they can give like if someone were to get two friends to sign up, they can get one reward. But if then if they get five friends to sign up, they get another more valuable reward. And then if they get 10 or 20 people to sign up, they get you know an even more valuable reward. So those are reward levels. And what we have something called um, reward level emails. And what I see the the best performing campaigns doing, in fact, the, the campaign that um, that I taught that I looked at this morning, they were they were using this as well. So the the campaigns that perform the best do this was with these reward levels. Um, you can send an email. You can set up automatic emails to go out when they reach certain levels. So let's say that they, you set up an email to go out when they receive their first reward at, at two or three. Let's say it's two. Um, they get that email with that with that reward, letting them know they receive that reward. But the best performing campaigns send one like one or two before that. So if they have a reward set up at two, they'll send one when they've gotten one reward and say you're so close to getting this next reward. And what that does is when people get those the, that automatic email that comes to them to say, hey, you're so close to getting this next reward, just get one more friend to sign up. People go out and they share again because they're like, oh, I'm so close to getting that, especially as they get to like four or five or, or seven. So you can thinking through like how do people keep people engaged, sharing and part of the campaign, excited with it, like thinking through that part as well is what makes, you know, what I see campaigns that, that get this really good viral boost also achieve that they do that. That's one of the things I noticed. How about you, Josh? What's something that you that you see people do or that they miss out on? Yeah, I mean, just uh, some specific things. I tell people um, if they're using ads, um, I tell people I check and make sure they're using um, sort of UTM codes, which are these standard codes that you put into a URL to track like what campaign um, it's coming from. Because otherwise, sometimes it becomes indistinguishable if traffic is sort of organic traffic from Facebook or ad traffic from Facebook um, and or Google or other places. And so the codes are just, you know, kickoff labs will separate the codes to tell you if it's successful for people for leads to sign up. And any analytics platform is pretty standardized around these these UTM codes that you can generate. And so making sure you're generating those links for specific campaigns. And you can even generate, uh, I see people that are successful when they go post to Reddit or other forums online, they generate their own personal UTM posting code. So they know like, hey, this is from Reddit. This is from, you know, this post that I made here in, um, you know, on in this forum. Um, and that way they can really see, you know, get, you know, tracking like what, what traffic generation is being successful for them. Um, I, you talked about the reward levels. Um, I often make sure they've got um, a reward level mail turned on at the first point earned in the campaign or the first referral, um, because I think that really keeps people motivated. Uh, even if you don't give them something for just getting one other person to sign up, it reminds people that, hey, you are tracking this, that it can be successful, that I could earn something, and it doesn't just go into the void if I've gotten someone to sign up. Um, for the campaign. So I tell people, like, think about turning on a reward level at the first um, points that somebody earns after they sign up. I like that uh, a lot. I hadn't thought about that. One one thing that, you know, like going along with that first reward um, is when someone signs up, sending an automatic reply 
to them. Um, it's you know an easy option to, to to just say send this automatic reply and kick off labs. In fact, by default, we set it to to send out, don't we? Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not. The automatic reply is not turned on by default. They have um, to put in their email address. That's right. They have to put it. They have to put in their email address and an address to be able to send emails from us. That's but, right. Yep. But I, I, I do check that as a really basic one as well of saying, you know, do they have the automatic reply email turned on in their campaign at all? Um, and then another thing I'll look at is, do they have um, their share messages? So uh, we can pre-populate the message on Facebook and on Twitter. You know, do the share messages match up? Sort of, so just like the ads we talked about earlier, that the ad messages should line up with what's on the landing page. You know, if you're telling people to share, and the share message says like, hey, you know, get 50% off, like I just got. Um, but then they show up on the landing page and you're not talking about 50% off anything, then the share message doesn't really match. And so do you have a share message and is it repeating the same messaging that you have on the landing page? And I know as a, as a owner of a business, it's going to feel really repetitive to you, but really think about people are only ever paying half attention to any of these things. Some people might look at the email. Some people might look at the share message. Some people might read the thank you page. And that's why the messages have to be a little bit repetitive um, along the way. Um, and you're not going to bother people with the repetitive messages. Um, anything else? Um, you know, we one other thing to think about isn't necessarily one way or the other, but some campaigns work really well if you say not only are we going to reward you for getting your friends to sign up, but just engage with us on social media. So follow us on Facebook, follow us on, you know, on Instagram or or YouTube or wherever it makes sense. So you can reward people for doing those things. And some campaigns that makes a lot of sense to do that. Uh, and that's and that's also a good way to go. But that's that's kind of campaign dependent yeah it's it's absolutely true i think i think it's uh, a great way to get people those those easy points early on and engage with them is get getting them to grow your audience and your presence um on social media not just uh, on email and that's a function that we've got in kickoff labs as well i'd say the last thing um people ask all the time like you know should i be following up with my uh, with my audience like that i'm as, as i'm growing this email list should i be following up about the campaign and the answer is emphatically yes um you should be taking that audience um, and on a regular basis reminding them about the campaign reminding them about the benefits of participating in this uh in the reward levels or the competition you're running um and getting them to uh to re-engage on a regular basis and you know, everybody has the fear. It's like, oh, are people going to, you know, unsubscribe from my email list? Um, and I'll just, you know, I'll just save you the trouble. Yes. <laughs> people, every time, once your email list gets to a certain size, no matter when you send email, no matter how good the content of the email is, no matter how great the open rate is and the engagement rate of people clicking through, there's always going to be a few people that just click unsubscribe and that's okay. Maybe they've moved on. Maybe they found something else. Maybe they don't need it anymore. Maybe they were only casually interested. You didn't need those people on your list anyway. What you want yep. on your list are the really engaged people. Um, and so I tell people, you know, once a week or once every other week, sending out to the entire list a reminder about the campaign as it's going on to keep people engaged and, you know, tell them when is this campaign ending so they know. And then as you get closer to the end, you might do that, you know, a couple times closer to the end to really um, do that last sort of uh, pledge drive style push um, for your campaign. Yeah, and I think that you know that when you when you think about your campaign, if you can 
just listen through this and pick a few things to improve on, um, I think that you'll you'll see an increase in success in your campaign, either whether that's conversion rates or viral boost. Um, and so you don't, I you don't have to do everything. You know, you can try to to get it all right, but just you know, make incremental improvements is is one other thing to do. Just try to try to do just the best you can do as you're creating your landing page. And, you know, as, as paying customers of kickoff labs, you can also reach out to us and say, Hey, can you take a look at our campaign? And we'll create a video looking through your specific campaign too. So it's, it's also, um, that also really helps to get like a really someone who doesn't have, you know, an investment in your campaign to give you some really good feedback that sees a lot of them too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a, uh, it's a fantastic thing we offer. Um, the, uh, the other thing I want to know is, uh, I, you know, uh, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, um, this was an interesting podcast to do because we were talking about a lot of things that feel very visual in one way. Um, and so what I, what we're going to do is when we post, uh, this episode, the show notes for the episode that you can find at, uh, kickofflabs.com slash podcast, um, we'll post some good examples of landing and thank you pages that sort of follow, um, some of this guidance that we have. I mean, some of it was not uh, just just visual guidance. I mean, a lot of it wasn't, but um, we'll post a bunch of examples of uh, some recently created good uh, good campaigns uh, at Kickoff Labs, so you can sort of see what some of these best practices look like for successful campaigns. Because that's the follow-on to this question we always get: is can you point me to some examples? And I always caution, do caution people that what worked for somebody won't necessarily work for you, but they'll be, it'll be good just so you can see, you know, some things that do have worked for people. Uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for, uh, joining me today and um, sharing your knowledge uh, for what you've looked at. It was cool. We came right off of a <laughs> customer review call to do this. Yeah, this was fun. Absolutely. So uh, if you haven't already, check out uh, kickofflabs.com, get your own campaign going. Even if you're already using another landing page provider, we do integrate with uh, with just about any other landing page provider that you can turn it into a more viral campaign. You can turn on these reward levels, you can turn on the sharing, um, and you can really dramatically improve your unbounce, your Insta page, your lead pages campaign with Kickoff Labs. I see it all the time. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, everyone. So uh, I should avoid legal snags by telling you we're now recording the call. <laughs> <laughs>